Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my great friend, Santi. We talked about his switch to America, um, a lot about physical health and dieting, and then we got into spirituality and dreams. Tune in and enjoy. Just the little things, you know? They're not things, it's a perspective. Like, mm-hmm. the first baseball game there was after COVID, like, so, at my school, they, they canceled the whole season, of course, but uh-huh. then, like, uh, Summer League had a, had a couple games, and, like, no one cared about what the outcome was. They were just happy to be there, you know? And it was, mm-hmm. like, a, it was a whole new vibe that I've never had at like a sports event you know just like the fact that they were together and they're they're surrounded by people and like it was something going on you know like the littlest thing yeah yeah I remember when uh like when this whole thing broke out and I was like you you wouldn't really expect you would miss those things and I know you're like oh my god I just need to be around people again yeah it's it's so true like I was talking about this with my friend today like you can talk about being grateful for something but like until you really have it stripped away you won't you don't realize how much like i'm gonna be honest i was complaining about like little things here at school and then i kept being like um like i don't know for some reason homesickness or whatever i just wanted to go home and i went home for the weekend and then when i was there all i wanted to do was be here you know what i'm saying oh absolutely so it just makes you like thankful for those little things again yeah yeah, yeah. and like like you said it's stressing about the little things like i remember getting a little stressed over like homecoming right? yeah because there was this one girl i really liked one girl in my school and i was just like oh my god what should i do should i like, ask her out or not and then at the end i was like hey dad i don't think we've been to mexico in a while i think we should go visit when i'm like i think from here to here right so my my um my prom was the fourth and my birthday is the 12th of april uh-huh. and i was like hey so how about a birthday trip and he's like what what? I'm like, listen, hear me out. And like, I did a whole pitch. And like, I think it would be great for everybody. And he's like, let me think about it. And I was just stressing, right? And this girl was in my Spanish class. Yeah. With me. And obviously, I didn't really need it. But I was just happy to be there. So I would, I would just enjoy it. You know, just the atmosphere. Because the Latinos were there. And I saw her. I saw the, the girl. Cause I don't want to say her name because she's going to hear this. <laughs> yeah. I know she's going to hear the podcast, but... She uh, she knows who she is, but um, Damn. yeah yeah yeah. But point is, like, that's a- the 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 day that our teacher was like, yeah, we're gonna have um our AP practice test the day before prom, and I was like, oh, actually, bro, if I won't be here, I'm sorry. Yeah yeah yeah. And she herself was like, oh, and then I probably won't be here either, and I was like, huh? Damn. Yeah, but I remember being so stressed about it, and then. Corona hit, like, what, two, three weeks before that happened? A little bit more than and that. I, and, like, no, and, like, the whole thing, I was, I was dreading it, you know? I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen this day? I'm yeah, so stressed. Yeah. And now that I look back to it, I'm like, I'm such a dumbass. Like, yeah. I should have just gone for it. And that, it's crazy, like, that little shit. It yeah, it really matter. does put things into perspective. When you're in high school, it's crazy. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of podcasts with people in, out of high school, and they have a whole new perspective on all that little stuff and stuff yeah. like that, you know. But then I ha- I've done some podcasts with people in high school, and it's just like it's just a whole different different world. Yeah, it really is like different perspective. When yeah. you're in it, it's every little thing feels so important. Yes, you know. And then when you're out of it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're why? like, why would what would I ever worry about that? That yes. makes no fucking like we didn't really care about the things that actually mattered you know oh for it was just, sure it was, it was like we just cared about what other people thought oh my god did you hear what happened with this girl oh yeah. my god no way it's not even like drama like that for me it was just kind of like every action i did it was for someone else it was like oh, oh just to, to please cool somebody or something. Or yeah you know like i'm just trying to look cool like i'm just trying to like, yeah, yeah, yeah fit in you know and it's crazy like it's no you're not really you shouldn't have to be taught this but like it's something in, in the way we do things teaches us not to be ourselves you know yeah absolutely and well I mean not something obviously it's like, like it's for a reason it, yeah. but making like an outcast of people you know yeah when it's not existent like differences are what's what's important yeah you know? I agree but I had to go through a lot of that when I first moved to Pittsburgh yeah because obviously I didn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. My accent was horrible. I barely knew what bathroom and water were. I was like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> like, can I have some water? Like, just the very basics. And I remember people... I didn't, like, at the time, I come... Obviously, in my country, we don't... I'd like to think we don't do that anymore. What? Like, we don't, like, if a foreigner comes in, we don't, like, make fun of it. We don't make yeah, fun of their yeah. accent or anything. But at the time, so coming in with that perspective, it was weird because I was like, they would make fun of me and like the accent, and I was like, oh, I, I took that personally because I didn't understand. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh wow, they're racist. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like until seventh or eighth grade that I was like, oh wait, this is just the way they joke around. Yeah, and then those people who you thought were making fun of you, you end up becoming friends with their yeah, I did, I did. yeah, yeah. Friends, <laughs> yeah, acquaintances, <laughs> yeah, acquaintances, people I knew from school, yeah. <laughs> but um, when you came here, did you have to like stay back a grade and just learn the language? No, so I finished fifth grade in Puebla, Mexico. Then I like the first to second month in into sixth grade, my family was like, "Yeah, we should." Like, we're going, we're going. They offered my dad the job, and, like, he was like, all right, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. He signed it, whatever. We moved, so I was only, like, one or two months late. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, the the English. I was in a, I was in a bilingual school in Mexico, but you're a kid. Yeah. You never realize that, huh, maybe one day I will need English. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, like, in those two months that I was in, uh, when you're in sixth grade, they want you to speak only English in English class. Just like if you guys take Spanish, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, please just try to speak Spanish. But you can really take it seriously. Yeah. I remember their, our teacher being like, I'm going to take a, a tenth of a point for your exams every time you speak Spanish. But I was only there two months, and I already wrote three whole points. Because I was just, I was just not using my English. I was like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need it. Boom. Yeah, Life changed. I came in and I was like, I, I would try to remember it. I was like, did it help at all that you had like a little, a little bit, bit a little bit? Because like obviously like with the tenses and like slang, yeah. slang threw me off completely. It's like you, for example, like for have you ever taken Spanish? Yeah. All right. If I say hola, cómo estás, mm-hmm. you know what that is. Yeah. If I say qué onda, 
Yeah, exactly. Kion that could be like "Hola, cómo estás?" all in one, or like "What's up?" It's whole whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I heard "What's up?" for the first time. I was like, "What?" Yeah, the yeah. ceiling or what? Like, <laughs> oh, you mean the light? Like, I didn't know what the fuck meant. And I was just like, all right, yeah. Um, so that took me a while to understand. But then they put me in a class called ESL. Yeah, so I've never heard of that. English as second language. It is. I've only heard of ELL. ELL? What's ELL? I don't know, but that's all I've ever um, heard of. ESL. I, I can't say. It. Oh, English language with learners. In, what is it? English language learners. Oh, it's ELL. the same thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm, I, it sounds like the same thing. You go in and they assess you, right? It's like you're it's just you and a teacher mm-hmm. and they give you a little like she has this little pamphlet with like things, right? It's like a drawing, like I don't know. A factory. Right. Mine was a factory. Uh-huh. Like a water water um, processing plant. She goes, Hi, my name is Miss um can I say the name? I don't care. Alright, Miss Kim. Uh, Miss Kim, yeah, Miss Kimberly. She goes, "Hi, so um, this is uh, hi, so this is ESL. Um, I'm just here to assess you to see if you need the class or not." And I was just like, "Well, I was trying to show off." I was like, "Well, I've been in an English like a uh, bilingual school for all my life," and she's like, "All right, well, we'll see just how much you know." I was like, "That yeah, sounds yeah. good." She goes, "Do you know what this is?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's a building." I didn't know the word for factory, uh-huh. much less water processing plant. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, that's a building. <laughs> I know that sounds so confident. You know me, I'm pretty cocky. And I was like, that's a building. <laughs> Fuck it. And she's like, uh huh. So, do you know what they're doing based on the picture? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, what? I, I didn't know what, like, I, I didn't really know anything. So I was just like, they're working. And she's like, what are they working and I was like I, I struggled because I didn't know the words yeah, yeah. I couldn't say the words and I remember feeling so powerless because you're like fuck I know like, I can say at least a couple other things but yeah, I don't have the vocabulary for it so they put me in that class it was supposed to be like a a two year program mm-hmm. right? and if you need you, you can go much more I know people that want much more and she um, she was like alright well you're gonna have to be in the class I was like alright well, let's make the most of this right yeah at the end of the day I have to learn it and I'm pretty talkative mm-hmm. you know. so I would talk to people and that way I would learn this slang at the same time practice it so I just kept on trying 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 I was able to end that in one year and a half damn I was very proud I was very proud that's crazy then um the next goal was to get rid of my accent because I why don't... because uh, I don't know to this day it's sort of, it's like um I don't want to say like a soft spot, but it's definitely a touchy subject for me because of all the things I went through with people making fun of it. Because I didn't understand that it was just, it's fine, right? Yeah. And to it's the interesting day, though, because that makes you you, you know? like Exactly. And like so many people tell me that I still have my accent, and I do, just not as heavy or as thick as I used to have it. Because mm-hmm. I worked. I remember being at home, just practicing the words. 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 I would put Siri on, like, um, Google Translate. Yeah. Repeat, 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 <laughs> repeat. And to this day, there's only one word that I can't say. What? It's, um... Spell it out. P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R. P-R... The... Oh, predator? Yeah, I can't. The, the T-O-R part, like... Predator. 
predator. I can say it's slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I say it's slow and like predator, very emphasized, I can say it. But if I say it fast, I'm like bleh. bleh. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, it's, so that's the only thing. My accent. Yeah, like, yeah. I love it now. That's interesting. Now that I'm older, I'm like I don't care. But back then, I was like. Did you have a lot of people to continue to speak Spanish with at, um, in Pittsburgh? No, it was just me. I was in my family. And um, one guy named Luis. Damn. Luis Navas. Would you speak, so you'd speak it at home still? Yes. Yes, I, to this day, I still do. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like... And this is one thing that I'm about to get a lot of hate for saying it in the podcast. I hate, hate 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 when Latinos or Mexicans like, oh, we're all the same but when Spanish speakers come to America for a bit or like they're, they've lived here but uh-huh. their first language was Spanish right yeah like me and they meet another um, um, Spanish speaker and they speak full knowingly that the other person speaks Spanish they speak English to them really oh, that pisses me off so much because how often do you run into that? Oh, much more often than you would think. That's much more, because it makes it makes them feel cool. Yeah. It makes them feel like, yeah, I know English. I'm like, yeah, you have fucking know it too. Trust me. <laughs> I'm just, I choose to speak. It makes me mad, because um, in my city, the city I'm from, Puebla. Um, the way, there's two types of people. Well, there's it's very classist, right? So there's the fresas, which Literal translation means strawberry, but it's like the bougie people, the posh people, right? Mm-hmm. And the nacos. Nacos are like, I don't want to say lower class, but like people who. I don't know. Like they, What's its translation? It doesn't have one. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to say trashy. It sounds it's like, like it's not. I know it does. It does. It does. <laughs> you just take one R away and. It's the same, but no, it's, um, how do I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like people that, like, not oh, strawberries. what's it called when you, uh, yeah, not strawberries. <laughs> They're the other berries, right? Other berries. Yeah, no, it's, um, what's, what's it called when you, like, wear your pants very low? Sagging. Sagging, like people that sag, right? <laughs> For us, it's like, yeah, no, 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 here's fine, but I mean, in Mexico, you're not used to that, so it's like, oh, the fuck? <laughs> You so like it's give the them strawberries and the saggers. <laughs> yeah, so strawberries and saggers, right? But um, the strawberries, yeah. my people, my beautiful people, I love them all. Uh-huh. Problem is, there are certain types that I can't stand, and they're the ones who think are so cool. Yeah. Just because they've been not they don't live they they've just been to the United States. It's like, huh, I'm fancy, and they'll they'll speak like Spanglish, but like not. You know what I mean? I've heard Spanglish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my sister and I sometimes speak Spanglish because we forget the words. But they, they, they will go and be like... <sighs> Here's it. Uh, they'll just speak Spanish and, like, without a need for it, Yeah. put an English word. So that, to me, is like, ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah. It just, it just, it just uh, what's it called? It's like, it's awkward, you know? Uh-huh. It's awkward for me. I'm like, ugh. I don't like this type of people. But... That's that's why I don't like Spanish speakers talking English with other Spanish speakers. And I've told everybody who's my friend and speaks Spanish, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you speak English to me, I will beat the fuck out of you. Like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, I get that. Um, 
at my school, we had a lot of um, Portuguese speakers, and mm-hmm. they would talk to each other in class a lot. Like a lot of like Spanish speakers, Portuguese speakers, and they talk to each other in class um, using their language. And our teachers would get mad and like would get offended by it. And they're like, "If you're gonna be here, like in this classroom, you're gonna speak English, like the language we could all understand, so we know what you're talking about." Oh stuff. damn! And like it would become like. I understood both sides of it because if you have a language that you like to speak and it makes you feel comfortable to mm-hmm. talk to other people with that language, like you're saying, like if you can speak Spanish, I know Spanish, you know Spanish, let's speak Spanish. But yeah. I so I get that, but then at the same time, like there was issues where like people would be talking about people and it would just be in a different language, so you wouldn't know about it, you know. Yeah. So like that would also cause problems, but it it would like there were some teachers who approached it. Not the right way. Like, I don't, it made it. Would that become a volatile situation? Yeah. Ugh. Occasionally, it depends. I mean, we had, like, any know. school, we had people who would talk back and shit like that, you know, and, like, they wouldn't take shit from teachers. So, I mean, I understand it, but I definitely get what you're saying. Like, if I went to another country and learned another language and then met someone who learned my first, like, knew my first language, I would probably also be angry if they were talking to me. Oh, absolutely. In a be- second language. Because. It really is this way. You feel like a um, like a weight is taken off of you. Like, oh, I can speak my language. Like, I can yeah. speak normally. Like, like you're at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, you do feel at home. And this happens a lot with um, um, there's a there's a guy in your in your building called Antonio Antonio Rivera. He's from Puerto Rico, and we were talking about this the other day. We we, we uh, we're not from the same country. Um. Yes, we have similar things, but I mean, like costumes and things, but like we're still different enough, you know what I mean? But as soon as you hear somebody who speaks Spanish or is Latino, such as like like you, you feel like family. It's just an instant friendship. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. It just you just feel a connection, and that's it. It throws you off. It really yeah. does because you're like, how is it that? He's completely different to me, mm-hmm. but we're we're such good friends. Yeah, yeah, and that can be with anybody. So you, you get thrown out. No, right? I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, what was it? Do you even remember living in Mexico at all? Really? I do. Yeah, yeah. Like how much of it? How old were you? You said you I was were eleven. Like, yeah, so I oh, remember 11. a lot. I thought you said seven. No, 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 I was eleven. But um, do you miss it? You like what do you like better? Do you even have a preference? I get that question a lot. I mean, a it probably doesn't even have an answer. It's it's weird because I can tell you this. I like the I know that I would have I like the person that I am here in the United States because I know that if I had stayed in Mexico, I would not be the person I am today. And I would be a lot worse. Yeah. Than I am off. Yes. How so? Well, the I like to party, obviously. Yeah. As you probably heard. But um <laughs> But um, in Mexico, you start partying at thirteen. Yeah. Like it. It and like obviously, now looking back, that's not a good age to start doing any of that. <laughs> like honestly, sometimes I'm like, I probably shouldn't be doing the things I'm doing right now. Yeah. At my age, right? So thirteen is like, oh, don't do that, no. But I, I know that many things would be different, but like. Here, I think thanks to like um, the way things are here, yeah. 
I was able to keep myself off of that. Mm -hmm. A little bit more focused. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's one thing I can say. Like, what do I like better? Like, from that perspective here. It does. It really does. But, like, um, every time I go back, it's like, I don't have to expect your home. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Your home. I, I, I went home to Denver um, last weekend. Uh-huh. I felt this weight off of me. As soon as I saw my dot, my puppy's face, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm home. Yeah. That weight got off my shoulders, and I was like, I am, I'm home, I'm home. It's sort of the same way. It's just, you just feel surrounded by what feels natural to yeah. you. You know what I mean? Because, like, you grew up in that. You know everything that goes on in there. Because... Uh, and you're just like, I'm, I'm It's like home. what people say, like, the most car accidents happen within, like, a mile radius of your house. Cause yeah. There's yeah. one road, every time I turn into it, I'm like, all right, I'm home. Like, I don't... Yeah, like, you just feel I'm confident just enough. Yeah. I listen to whatever song I'm listening to, like, not thinking about anything. Like, I just yeah. feel comfortable when I take that turn. Like, I get that weight off my shoulders, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I but, agree with that. So, yeah, I totally feel you. And, like, the same thing. When I went home, it was like, uh, like, I'm home, I'm here, but... It was it was weird going back after being here. Yeah, you feel like you have a different relationship with your family. You, you do. You <laughs> really weird. do. Like here's the thing, my fa- two weeks ago, my family. So my uncles from San Diego, and my dad. Yeah. Well, obviously, like my mom and my sister, they all went to Seattle. I wasn't invited. That kind of hurt. Fake. Yeah, I know. Fake. That kind of hurt. I was like, oh, so you guys are going there? Oh, that's nice. What are you? And they're like, what are you up for the weekend? I'm like, I don't have any plans yet. So I'm like, oh, well, have fun. I'm like, uh, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, if you guys feel like inviting me, that's fine. They're like, nah, nah, you, you seem fine. I'm like, ah, thank you, thank you. Then I went to the seminary for like one day. And then I went home to what Denver. Was that like? We'll get to that in a minute. I'm excited. <laughs> I went, I went, <laughs> I went home, and my sister was in Mexico. Damn. Yeah, she won from to Mexico, and I was like, ah. During COVID season. Yeah. You always travel around like this. That's yeah, crazy. but like, the thing is, right? Uh, when we go to Mexico, we, and I mean my family, you know, like everybody, like we, we, like just us, we able to keep ourselves pretty healthy like pretty separated from the rest because we're able to i don't know like get a family member to take us instead of a taxi right? yeah, or an uber because you already got yeah yeah, yeah yeah i get you so it's like going home in a way as long as everybody's being safe like my my aunt she um she sprays her shoe the bottom the, the bottom of her shoes every time she goes home that's crazy yeah just to, like they're they're all extra safe and yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good for them. So just having fun. Do you have any family in the States? Uh, yeah. My dad's brother. He, uh, he, so, my, it's, it's a whole thing. My grandma's brother lived in San Diego, so mm-hmm. when they were little, like, my dad's 12 years older than him, so when he was very little, my, my uncle, they were like, hey, why don't he... He should come study here with us. Whatever. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, immigration laws were a lot chiller back then. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. So, my uncle spent a lot of time in the north of Mexico, which is the, the iffy part of Mexico, in my opinion. 
But, um, and like between Tijuana and San Diego. So then when he grew he became a citizen, right? So he stayed there, he married my aunt, and then they had my aunt, my cousin, and my other cousin. So he lives there. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's me, my only family in the U.S. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, back, back in Mexico? Yeah. But that's nice to go to. Yeah, it's always nice. I'm planning on going there for Thanksgiving. No? No, I am. Like, oh. to San Diego. Oh, sweet, sweet. That's yeah, dope. yeah. Damn. But, uh, let's talk about Montessori. The big, the big, <laughs> yes, the big event. So, yes, I did go to the seminary. Monastery or seminary? Seminary. All right. Monasteries are their own thing. So, why do you want to know what this is? <laughs> so you want to become a priest, or that's already a died-out dream? Um, I'm I'm very spiritual. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say religious, but I'm very um I do have, like I I'm very I'm not like. I don't know how to explain. No, nah, yeah. I totally. You don't have to. You know what I mean? I feel the same way because even when I say spiritual to some people, dude, I it doesn't even feel right then. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. You're like, yes, but it's not like I believe. It's it's, it's, it's complicated. It's, it's just like my way of living. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, that, the day I remember you talking about dreams one day, and I was like, oh my god, this guy gets me. He would understand. So, like, yes, when I was a kid, obviously Mexico. I was in a, an all boys Catholic school, uh-huh. right? It was all so obviously from age zero to age eleven. Jesus, right, and Catholic, and the Catholic Church. And I was I was I was an altar boy, right? I was in I would go to missions with my family, and like we were very involved, right? I was an altar boy too. Yeah, that's my boy. Represent. Represent. We um, but like yeah yeah so. That all that made me feel happy, made me feel good, whatever. Fast forward, I'm 11. I leave Pittsburgh. Boom. Forget about everything you knew of the world, and welcome to the public school system yeah. of the United States. Gang, gang. I. I, I was always good with, like I don't say, like I, I would talk to girls because my mom was everybody's doctor, but. Being in a class with a girl? <gasps> what? Oh that's my what god, they study says. too? That's what everybody who goes to yes. all boy Catholic school, when they hit college, when they hit they're whatever, like, oh they start working god. with women, they're like, fuck. They're like, oh my god, what? I'm not, I, I, do I look at them? Do I not look yeah. at them? What Damn. do I do? Yeah, I remember. I was just talking about this the other day. Yeah, I remember, I remember going into my first class with chess. Um, it wasn't English back then, it was like language arts. Mm-hmm. It was language arts. And there was this really cute girl. I don't remember her name. She was blonde, though. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I remember being next to Luis, because I was his shadow, right? You know, when you're a new kid, you got to shadow somebody. And I remember just staring at her for, like, the longest time. Far too long. If I'm be- Far too long, if I'm being quite honest yeah, you, with you. You said how you want. Yeah. Far too long, if I'm being quite honest with you. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't looking. I was staring. And not in, like, a, a um, flattering way. I was like... Yeah, it's like the first time you've seen a girl. Yeah, like in a girl in in a school environment. What? Because my sister would also go to a private uh, Catholic school, but for a girl. Yeah. And that was separate from us. That was a whole other world I didn't know or didn't need to know. 
But I was like, oh my god, she's really cute. She turned around, and she's like, hi. And I was like, uh, uh. I just stared. I just <laughs> stared. Uh, I got very red, and she started laughing. Then, like, another two minutes go by, she turns around again, like, giggles. Another two minutes, she turns around, and she's like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> you didn't say anything? No! I, I didn't know what to do. I was petrified. I was like, that's crazy. I was, I was, I was thinking, oh my god, that's a girl. Damn. See, that's something like I would never be grateful for. And funny enough, next to her was the girl that would eventually become my first girlfriend. Damn. Yeah. Who wouldn't know? That's that's crazy. Cause like having something taken away is how you become grateful from it for mm -hmm. it or getting that perspective of like yeah, absolutely. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been in classes with girls since kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's crazy to me. Yeah, I was just oh I oh it was it was a whole experience. I remember that day, and it's, you know how like people, there's memes of you. Uh -huh. It's like my brain, when I'm trying to go to sleep, it's like, hey, you remember that thing you did? It's always my first day of school in America. It's always Damn. like, I, okay, I had only been to San Diego, and that was it, before I moved to Pittsburgh. So in my mind, America, like I'm sure, like America was cowboy boots, flannel. <laughs> And legging. I mean, and 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 what and jeans. So that's what I wore to my first day. Imagine my surprise <laughs> when I walk in, like, oh my god, they're normal people. <laughs> what am I wearing? Oh my god! I remember being like so ashamed. It happens. It does. It does. You learn from it. And at the end of the day, how big grew, of a deal was it? I grew from it. Huh? How big of a deal was it? it was exactly. It, you know. Back then, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, and I was like, nah. You I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that fact. I was like. I came back from that. <laughs> <laughs> you, when you talk about spirituality, like, yes, and you talk so, about dreams, what do you, what do you, what are you talking about? I remember when I was a little kid, and I was like, oh my god, if I focus on something enough, it'll happen. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And it wasn't until last year when I met my coach that he explained to me what manifestation was. Yes, sir. Right? And I was like, oh my god, this is real. I was like, that's exactly what it is. Because no one ever explained it to me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm, I'm, I'm supernatural. Oh, my God. How, what would you just start telling yourself? Like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm definitely going to do this. And then it would happen. Yes. Like, this is going to happen. Boom. And it would happen. And, like, I would visualize myself doing that or visualize that event happening. And I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. What's yeah. happening? And I was like, oh, my God. So, huh? When they, like, when you explain manifestation, what do you break down to you? To me, it's just believing it, uh, believing it enough, or believing in yourself enough that you can do that. Yeah. That you actually do it. My perception of it is like when you manifest something, it's almost like you believe so much in that, like what you want to you happen is going to happen, that the other possibilities like vanish. Exactly. Like, like that one. It's that just one, one thing you want option becomes the only possibility. I want to get to this school. That's it. I'm get. I'm in this school. Yeah. It's not. I want to get. It's just. I'm it's in like, this school. It's like. Oh, I'm gonna try to get in this school. It's like no. Exactly. I'm it's like you are in this school. school. And I didn't realize that until I met my coach, right? And he started explaining this to me, and I was like, Oh my god, how do you know this? <laughs> he starts explaining, and like that's why we became very close. And um, yeah, he, he he by learning all of this, I was like, I realized, wow, like I can do things yeah right? like I, I have a good i can make changes you can do whatever you want mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I, I met this girl the other day she lives in my building and 
she found out that I was going to the seminary. She's also very spiritual. And she was like, well, why? And I was like, I just, I want to, I'm looking for answers, right? I think we all are, right? And she goes, well, what if God's not real? And I was like, well, sometimes you just have to have faith, right? I, like, that's you my faith. You believe in faith? I, I do. Everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if it's dark, you just have to. You gotta have Cause the, if that's, the in my mind, if 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 not if it's not for a reason, then what's the point of anything? Yeah, exactly. And right. when you add that reason, things gain value. Exactly, you know? exactly. Like the little things. It's the little things. It's the little. It's the, things. It really that's is. That's the name of this podcast. Thing. It's the little things. It's the little things. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to it's the little things with Santi and Eddie. Here we are. We are kidding it off. <laughs> no, but like it really is a little thing. It really is. As much as we keep repeating it, when you put it into perspective, yes, you can have whatever you want in life, right? I've thought about this many times. I, I want to be a film director, and like, I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I need to. Do you want to, to or are you going to be? I'm going to be. A yes, sir. That's my boy. That's my boy. I'm going to be a film director, and I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I need to in order to get there. Now, I imagine myself making it there, whatever, but... This is like I'm willing if, if anybody's if, I, if I'm so if I'm a film director right and I want to f- film a specific thing like a, spe- a specific time and I need to film at 3 a.m. I will get up at 3 a.m. and shoot I don't know from 3 a.m. till the job's done yeah till the, however long it needs to take I I don't know if I want a family right but I know for a fact I want a daughter yeah but like people what I what I have to say about this is Mm-hmm. I tell people like some of what I want to do like uh, I don't know I want to do some crazy stuff and I'm gonna do some crazy stuff mm-hmm. like um, I want to have a food truck and travel around the country I want to mm-hmm. live not like a not like in a van but nomadically I want to bounce okay, around okay. like I don't want to have a house and stuff like that and someone's like well how are you gonna start like how are you gonna have a family like what are you gonna do when you have kids it's almost like when you when you ask those things it's like but what do I have right now you know yes. what I'm saying like yes, just yes, myself yes, exactly. like when I get to a point yeah you know so but like with all the girls I've been with I've never really I don't know had, even came up with the idea right of like oh well marry me right now yeah right except for like my first girlfriend that was just because she first, first girlfriend that's exactly. how it always goes until I met somebody in Pittsburgh there's only one person in this world that I can say right now I truly care about this woman with everything I have because she understands me she understood me from the moment I met her I was like oh this she gets me like I know that we were never anything we were never never anything but I knew that I just knew that if that had like if I could get that life like when I get this life when I get the life I want she could be in it and it would not affect anything that's sick that's so sick yeah just want, she wants a boy, Alex. Yeah. I want my daughter. You still talk to her? I do. A lot? Yes, every day. Yeah. Yes. Have you... Has she reciprocated feelings like that at all? Have I what? Like, has she reciprocated, like, the same feelings at all? Or is it kind of just... Um... Wow. <laughs> I mean, you are. Listen. You know me. I'm a little crazy. So, in my mind, I'm like, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But... Stay humble, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 but in in a way... 
Hey man, she's she... my muse. You know what I mean? So like at the Your same what? time, my muse. What's that? Um, the thing that inspires you, right? Like a woman, for example. Interesting. Can inspire you. That's your muse. Mm-hmm. She's my muse. When I saw her last, and in, 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 last time I saw her, she, um, I realized I was, I, I created a, an image of her that I was idolizing, and it wasn't her. Oh, yeah. That I know hurt. exactly what you're that talking about. That hurt a lot. It's expectations. Exactly. I, I created somebody in my mind that wasn't her and I really did idolize her yeah and I don't know when I saw it like I remember being with her and it was like you know that when you feel choked up that you want to tell her everything yeah you're like nope you've, like you've had you've had like those conversations those basic conversations in your head already you're like so far along exactly you're, you're, you person, you're already you're like, at the altar saying I what do what am I doing exactly you're already saying I do <laughs> When you, she's just there, but um, she um, shit, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Oh, your lady friend. Yes. Yeah. So I was I, I already I was already saying I do. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I never I never did it. So when I saw her, and I started hearing about her, like how she's been. Yeah. Yeah. How she's been, Every every time I was like, oh, that's not what I thought. Damn. Yeah. She, so is she still like the one in your head? Yeah. Here's is the she thing, still though. The one in person. Though? Here's the thing. All those feelings I thought I was gonna have when I saw her, I didn't have. So that kind of brought me down. Uh huh. Right. But she had these eyes. That. I'm very good at reading people, and those eyes were the same eyes, eyes I looked at her. The soul. Absolutely. And those eyes were the same way I looked at her and I just felt bad because I couldn't look at her the same like the same way she was yeah. looking at me. But after a while when I came back I had I had you remember I told you about the girl at the gym? Yeah. I tried things out with her. Didn't really work. And at the end I was like, no. In my mind it got back to what she actually was. Um, well now we're talking about the girl in Pittsburgh. I was like I accepted the way she was now. She is now. And I thought of the way I am, and I was like, I'm not ready to judge. Yeah. I'm probably the least person to be able to judge her. Uh-huh. And right now, I'm, I'm just trying to stay good. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. I'm trying to be good. I get what you're saying. Yes. But, um... That's so the seminary. Yeah, all right, I get that a little <laughs> bit. But you've moved away from that, you're saying, yeah? What's your belief system? What do you believe in other than manifestation? Like, in terms... I believe in, like, energy, right? I believe that we affect things. Like, we're energy, we're energy. frequencies, and exactly. stuff like that. If, if we've been pessimistic or negative, how can we expect anything good to happen to us, right? Yeah. So, I <laughs> have a bit of narcissism. As you may be able to tell. And I think that might be why I'm able to like keep such a good mood all the time, right? And good things happen for a reason. Right? Uh-huh. And I think I do make these good things happen, right? I couldn't agree more. Exactly. Like if you if you truly believe something good is gonna happen, something good's gonna happen. Yeah. And that's your energy. You're putting it out there and the universe is gonna come back at you. I believe in that. And it's just a perception on what good is, you mm-hmm. know? And like going back to like being grateful for those little things like 
a person I'm, I really idolize is David Goggins. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but yeah. he's uh, he's done so much in his life. But the big thing, he's a, he's been like a Navy SEAL. He's been in all the branches of the military. He's had a crazy upbringing. He's like a motivational speaker now. Oh, wow. And he talks a lot about... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. But speaking of, uh, of uh, motivational speakers, they make oh. so much money. Yeah, they do make crazy money. What did you say right before I started talking about David Goggins? Uh, energy, putting out in the universe. No. I don't know how it's gonna come back at you. Come back. What does he say? Why am I blanking right it's now? It's okay, it's happens to me far too often. Damn. Uh, David Goggins is the goat. He just tells you, like, he, he, this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say something else, but he has this system that he has, like, the mirror of accountability, and it's like every, oh, now I know. So, hmm. what were we talking about with, um, like, bringing back how to get that positivity is like being grateful for things. Yes, oh, we were putting good into perspective. Yes, yes, yes. Putting good into perspectives. So he, he is like a freak of nature. So scientists are like, what makes him keep going? Like, how is he able to do these 213 mile marathons? How is he, oh, he does crazy wow. things. He like, he just does crazy things like that. Yeah. Feats of strength. He has the world record for pull-ups in a day. He did one every five seconds for 24 hours. Like crazy shit like that. Wow. But they said that like, the way his brain works is he takes everything as a win. So like he looks yeah. at the little things and he's like, that's a win. Like he's like, I'm here right now, that's a win. I'm on the ground right now, that's a win. I have water, that's a win. And at the Ross form, that's just being grateful and giving gratitude. It's like we said, it's the little things. It, it is, and it's when you're paying attention to those things and like you said like something good's gonna happen. Like if I think something's gonna, gonna happen, I want something good's gonna happen. Like sometimes just your perception of it is what is good of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <coughs> I keep, like, for example, I wanted to keep going home because I was like, oh, when I'm home, I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. But then, and I was like, and then I'll feel better at home and then I'll come back to school and I'll, like, and then I'll be, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be myself, you know? Yeah. But then what going home did was made me feel worse. Yeah. And it made me, like, not want to be home and it made me become a person that I was in the past you know and yeah. like then I came back to school and I was like you regress instead of progress and it was yeah it was like almost looking at that I was thinking something good was going to come of that trip and then I was like oh that trip was bad but then the best thing that ever came of it is I like who I'm who I am here better than yeah. what's going on back there you know would you say you're your true self here I'm my true self everywhere it's just there's sometimes you're allowed to shine and grow here um it dep it's really been weird for me because like it's I don't really I don't really care what people think of me, you know? Like I kind of just do my thing, spread my positivity, keep my attitude and like but when I got here, I live like an egoless life. And what I mean oh, by yeah? egoless, like drop the ego, like when you have an ego death, that's when you like you don't care what people think. You don't make actions oh, based on oh. what people are going to think of you. You just do what you feel like doing. I'm on the opposite and I have a gigantic ego. When I came here, I like that ego kind of came back because there's just so oh, many egos okay. around you, you know? So yeah. like, it took me a while to break it back down to who I was. Like, I dropped the ego back home, you know what I'm saying? And, like, that's there. But now I need to drop the ego here, which was which was bugging me. So I, I get what, you, what you're saying, but I, I think for me it's the other way around. Since I have so much ego for myself, right? And I do love myself. That's hard. confidence, though. Oh, well, yeah. What I'm talking about when I'm talking about ego is, like, 
Like you can I'm making decisions and I'm basing my actions. I'm looking the way I look for someone else. Oh. For, for you, what you're going to think of me, you know? Okay, okay, okay. Like okay. playing to another person's ego. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Got it. But like confidence, that self-love, self-respect, like. Yes. Uh, I could get behind that, you know, uh, like yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. I was going to say, like it, got, it gets to the point where people can say whatever the fuck they want to me. And I'll be like, sure. I know that's not true. And if you like, if you love yourself, like, there's no greater love than that. You oh, absolutely. In the world, and there's in nothing the that can bring you down. Problem is, if there is anything that can bring you down, you will fall hard. Really? Like what? Hard. Actually, don't give me an example. But yeah, what do you mean by fall hard? Oh, <laughs> Thankfully, I've never been at that point of the like that breaking point. I don't think there's anybody that could take they go from misery that could take me to that breaking point. But I know people that have gone through like that, the, the, the loss of confidence and the love of self-love. And we're talking drugs, we're talking alcohol, we're talking whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Right. And that's something I try to stay away from as much as I can. And that's, I think that's why I, I like my, um, my coach so much because he, 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 that happened to him. Yeah. Right. And he's building himself back up. And he's actually doing a great job at it. And he, but he, at the same time, like you said, he's trying to keep his he, keep himself grounded, in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get too co- too cocky or e- e- egocentric. That stay you're like, oh, I, I don't need this or like whatever. He's he's still like, wait, what do I have now? What do I need to focus on now? Yeah, on the now, right? And something that you said. I don't remember, but like um, you said, when you want something, right? And like something that my coach told me is, there's a difference between wanting something and needing something. Because when you need something, you will do whatever it takes to get it because yeah. you need it. If you want it, it's just something that's like, oh, I, I like, I You've would already like, thought of what it's like to not have it. Exactly. When you need it, it's a necessity. You have to get it. I remember him telling. I remember telling him like, "Oh, I want to get faster," like the punches. And he was like, "No, you don't." And I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" He's like, "It's it's it's not gonna happen." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Because you don't need it." Yeah, I right? like and that. I remember that got under my skin. I was like, "I I I, I fucking need it." Yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> and I remember I remember going to the gym, even like working on those punches, like getting faster, 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 faster. Yeah. And I got faster. And he was like. Let me tell you, exactly. you, needed it. you needed to get faster. That's what happens with a lot of, uh, like, with a lot of fighters, right? They get cocky. This happens especially with like natural, good fighters. Mm-hmm. They're cocky. They're egocentric uh-huh. because they don't have to work as hard. They work hard. I'm not saying they don't. They just don't have to work as hard for as long yeah. as other people that are trying to get to their level because of their natural athleticism or natural ability to box. Mm-hmm. And when they fall, they fall hard. What yeah. happened to Mike Tyson? He bit somebody's ear off when he felt like he was losing control. He got mad. He forgot that it's a sport, and he took it personally. Mm-hmm. And he beat the guy's ear off. So that's... Not the whole thing. Just pieces. Yeah, yeah just a little. <laughs> he nibbled on it. He, he nibbled the guy's ear. He didn't bite it off. But yeah. So... Yeah, I think that's the difference, right? I get you. No, I totally get what yeah. you're saying. But... Yeah, it's true. Like, you can lose yourself 100%, but it's those little things that, like, 
Please title my, my episode <laughs> The Little it's, it's those things that make you you. Like, while I was here and I wasn't feeling like myself, like, I just kept working out every day. Like, mm-hmm. I kept watching what made me laugh every day. I kept doing what made me, ha- like, what made what I knew made me feel good, and it does. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. when people lose themselves, they start falling into something they think is going to make them feel good in the short term. Yes. You know, yes. like, drugs is something that yeah, exactly. makes Exactly. We look good. for the short-term relief. It's, we don't like, really think of... Maybe it, this is gonna suck now, but at the end, it's actually gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna give me the great like. It's the t- it's thing. such a tough balance because I I praise living in the moment, but I also praise working for something in the future. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, you have to have that balance. When when someone's out of shape and they they want to get in shape, they hit this wall because they're like, I look bad now. You exactly, know what I'm saying? But they just want to. When you feel when you. When you're just working towards getting better, even if you don't look like how you want to look at the moment, just that concept of getting to a point is rewarding. You know, oh, and you so can already start looking at yourself I agree a little different. Hundred percent on that. One of my first clients, as like for my my own clients for training, uh-huh. was I look I specialize in weight loss. Yep. He was a four hundred. How'd you get trained for that? For, what do you mean? Like, how'd you get trained qualified to do that? Oh well, I just remember better the weight loss procedures like okay so first you take your courses right yeah what kind of courses personal training is like basic anatomy right so like the systems of the body yeah yeah, yeah. then you go more in depth into them so like anatomy like i took anatomy one and two dissected a cat there we go there we go there we go so like um fascia 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 the thing that surrounds the muscle, right? How to, why is that, what, why are we breaking it down? How do you break it down? Yeah. Why, safe ways of breaking it down. When's a bad part, like when, 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 when do you get to the point where you should not break it down until it heals again? Yeah. Then you take diet, uh, diet courses. That's right? so sick. Yes, like a neutrology so stuff. Um, so I, I, I focus a lot on the neutrology part and then like, uh, exercises. This is uh, nothing you'd ever want to go into. My family has told me about it. Like, have you thought about it? And I was like, uh, a little bit, but I don't. I don't know if I would. Like sports medicine. I mean, right there, if you just said you don't know, like, it, it, I thought about passion. it. Yeah, it's exactly. Passion. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm not passionate about it, but it's not like it's not it. My okay. main passion, right? I feel you. But um, like, like movies, for example, like they're a gigantic part of my life. They've always been special to me. I learned English through movies because I watched so many movies. I would put the I would put the movie in English and movie subtitles, and learn the words that they're speaking. But anyway, going back to training. Um, yes, I, I do love it. Mm-hmm. I can't say I don't, but it's just. No, I feel you. Yeah, like it's something I can fall back on, of course, but it's not like my main goal. But yeah, so you learn all of these things. It's um, a part of who you are. Exactly, and then I had to shadow somebody. Who trains so I use my trainer <laughs> I shot my trainer because he's certified by the same people and it's like all right so let's do this we start going and then boom certified that's it yeah so that's got pretty to, sick yeah so then th- this gentleman right you said overweight people usually yeah like, I, and I agree with that because people don't start because they're they're not they're thinking of change right away whereas like once you it's start, when you get to that when point. you start working though you see how happy people get even if they look the same absolutely this gentleman four or five pounds when we started right 
I only had him for four months. But in those four months, he lost 50 pounds. And I was so proud of him. Because he, out of all my clients, he was the hardest worker I've ever met in my whole life. He had an injury. Oh, yeah, you also have to learn how to fix injuries. But, um, he had knee injuries. Obviously, a fupa that was ginormous. He couldn't get opa. Yeah, yeah. He obviously can't run. He could not. Um, I couldn't get him in a bike. We had to get uh, so a lot, a lot of other trainers have tra um, um, clients like that. So we all had to get a specific bike for them. So once we started working on it, I was like, all right. So let's talk about your diet. What do you feel like? What do you think is good? Uh, we came up with the solution that if he went keto, for obviously I don't recommend doing that for a prolonged period of time, but for a bit it's fine. We went keto. He hated it. He, he would come in with the best attitude ever, and whenever he would lose weight, he would be like, "Santi, three seventy-five today. Three seventy-five. I was like, "Oh my boy, my boy, let's do this." <laughs> And those, yeah, those are the type of, and, and he's the type of person that, good for fucking if I go, if I go, hey, I need you to do three sets of 10 with the weight, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like I'm, I'm having him do yeah, yeah, yeah. chest press or something. And he felt like, let's say he goes, he does, oh, let's say I said 10, 10 reps, right? He does nine reps really well. And then the last one he kind of like didn't do very well, but I would forgive it. He'd be like, "No, I gotta get it right." Boom! And yeah. he does two more. I was like, "My guy, I loved him. I it. loved him." And you see that a lot because there's. I'm trying to think if I have half, if I have her on anything, she's gonna listen to this podcast. I don't think so. Hopefully she won't. But there's. I, I, yeah, I also have I have another client who was a girl who was only a year older than me. She, very attractive, obviously, but you can't do it. Very attractive, very nice girl, but she had the natu natural attributes, you know, so she didn't really have to work too hard. Yeah. And you could tell. When we did legs, like, for some reason, girls, well, most of my girls' clients always just want to work their legs they want those more specific, yeah more specifically the glutes and the abs that's why I always get it. I'm like alright sounds good but we also have to work other stuff to balance your body out and for example legs alright we're doing weighted squats we're doing this this and this and that does extra sets I'm like oh my girl yeah. good job we're doing back alright we're doing rows um, I don't know not even that much weight, because I, I know she won't do it if it's too much weight. Uh huh. Boom. She would. It made me mad because I did, I had her for longer. I had her for six months, and she. She would not listen when it came to that. I was like, all right, remember back straight, chest up, back straight, doing it. When she would get tired, not even like sore, just tired. I didn't want to do it. Rounded the shoulders, like. Eh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, people don't know how to. That's a big thing the gym's taught me is how to be uncomfortable. Exactly, exactly. And, and like, worst of all, even if you're uncomfortable, you have to do it. You gotta keep doing it. You some have shit, to. You know? exactly. That's where growth happens anyway, is when you're uncomfortable. Yes. That's why people are scared to change, because it's uncomfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
that's one thing I had to learn, thanks to my all my moves and everything. Yeah, yeah. I welcome change now. I'm like, fine. I'm Whatever sure. happens, happens. I'm sure. I'm, and you had to make the be- the most of it. I'm doing my best to be comfortable, become comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. Because you know? once you do that, there's nothing that can stop. Nothing you. can fucking stop you. you nothing. Know? That's what. What do you What do you do for your diet and weightlifting? Weightlifting right now. <laughs> I'm just curious. So. Shout out to Henry Davidson, the kid I'm training. He, I'm having him, I'm having him um, clean bulk, right? So he won't go vegan. Obviously, what do you do though? Was there like some secret? Truth be told, <laughs> ever since July, I've been dirty bulking. Okay, okay. Meaning eat whatever you Calories. want as long as you burn it <laughs> obviously great bodybuilding technique not very good health advice because bodybuilding wise as long as you get the nutrients in no matter how sure that's fine as long as you burn whatever's bad yeah but internally your organs are looking like shit because you're not treating them right yeah yeah right? so imagine it's, it's like a really nice car Beautiful color, Shitty freshly engine. clean, bad engine, and there's trash in, in, in the back seat. What do you want to eat? Vegan? I'm trying to go back to vegan. I tried it for a while. Obviously, not very enjoyable. At least for me, because uh-huh. I, I, I was a kid who never, who never ate vegetables, mm-hmm. especially growing up. To just going to a vegetable and fruit diet. Yeah, obviously a big change, but like oh, I said. Oh, she's set up in front of my office. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be going back and forth there. Yeah, that's fine. And, uh, oh, sorry. You're no, good, no worries. Uh-huh. And, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I know that there's a lot of documentaries out there saying this. And I'm not trying to convert anybody, but no, I can say that you, every all the benefits that they say are there all I gotta say more all I gotta say is we're supposed to eat vegan yeah we are we are I'm sorry but we are I I could not agree more and the thing that stumps me is I'm a Joe Rogan fan yeah he's done like strictly carnivore diets where it's worked and he's felt even better and his energy levels stayed the same but I think it depends for everyone it it does it that's the thing that's where diet diet comes down to what works for you you know absolutely like so for me soreness I don't get sore anymore but that's just because I'm used to it right but back then I wasn't working out as much or for for as long as Uh I do now or even a little bit afterwards but um, energy levels especially for my narcolepsy it helped a lot yeah didn't cure it obviously but it did help a lot and um, bruises from boxing, gone in two days. Yeah, I'm happy. I was, I was eating. Like, a, I was eating clean, clean. And this. you even feel good about yourself. That's. Oh. I think that's the biggest part. You know, my friend, he switched over to vegan for spiritual reasons because he said, like, yeah, absolutely. He he said like he just kind of started feeling bad eating like the dead energy of meat, you know. Oh. And like, it was an interesting way of putting it, like. 
it was the, the concept of eating like dead energy and also the concept of eating like the body of another soul you know and like yeah. and I totally could get behind that too but at the same time like those souls taste really good. <laughs> I got it, I got it. <laughs> At the same time, I, like, I'm trying to bulk right now, yeah. clean bulk. And, like, for me to bulk, it takes, like, 3,600 to 4,000. Clean bulking is the hardest way. It's hard, but I got to eat meat. Like, I, I got to eat eggs, at least. I'm eating eggs every day. What I'm having um, Henry do is, and I feel bad because... I actually have him do it because I live with him, so mm-hmm. I'm able to control every aspect of his diet. Um, he's been having... I let him have a cheat day today because he had a really bad day, so I was like, yeah, you can have like chicken tendies. But other than that, he's been eating grilled ch- chicken plain. And the ones we have in the cafeteria are dry as fuck. Yeah, I but, eat three um, of those Johns a day. Yes, yes, those Johns are an issue <laughs> to swallow down. But yeah, it's I have him do that. White rice that is it the whole day no 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 that's just for like after okay. workouts and then breakfast I I work I wake up a lot later than he does so I don't know what he's doing yeah pretty sure he's eating eggs which I'm like also fine. at the same time like it, it, it's, it's it's his I, customization I'm only doing this to him because I'm not mean I'm not doing this because I'm mean to him I'm just doing this because of his goals yeah. so that, that's a big thing with clients what are your goals his goal is to bulk while also leaning down so that means clean bulk I want big muscles and I want lower fat percentage so clean bulking yeah. he was like I want to gain weight like I did because I, I, when I first started doing all of this I weighed 129 with 15% body fat and you? Three, yeah, me. 15% body fat? And 129 um, pounds. Jesus. Yes. Now, I'm at 150 with 10% body fat. Good shit. I know. I'm impressed. I know. I know. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so that's why I'm having Henry do what he's trying to do. Do I get shit for it? Of course I do. Nah, yeah, that's a big thing. Like when you, when you get it, people diets are sensitive, and when uh, you get into are. diets and when you get into working out with people, like, and you just tell them the straight up truth, like, you lose friends. It gets a lot of people mad. You, you lose know? a lot of friends. But at the same, at the end of the day, those same kids, like, they'll come around, you know. And if they try it and they work, they're like, oh my they god. They come around. They're like, I'm so sorry. Right. You're like, like, I get it. I'm used to it. <laughs> it's yeah. It's tough. Like. The one I had this friend Justin and I always get mad at him when he would tell me shit because I'd be like fuck you you don't know anything like you yeah. know and and then I was just like oh, I just gotta listen to him eat like shit he was right well the, the thing for me is if you look good and you look like they you must got muscle, know something I'm, you gotta know something you gotta if know you look something. the way you wanna look like you gotta have something to teach me you know mm-hmm. and so then when I started listening to him I'm like fuck just had to drop the ego and say you were right you know Absolutely. you were right you knew everything I needed to know, you know, and it's important to take advice from people, you know, it's, it's hard to ask for help. Absolutely. There's a piece of you that's like, fuck, I want to know Especially the, the initial time, the initial moment you hear that, that advice, you're like, fuck you, I don't yeah. want it. That's but that then, ego. Yeah, exactly. And then you use that. And that's, that's the thing that my, um, my coach helped me a lot on because I would be like, no, I don't want to do that. And then I would do it. I'm like, oh, he's right. I'm yeah. Like, all right, he's right. And you, you, you do humble yourself because, like, I don't know everything. Yeah. And like, 
there's, if there's one person in this world I cannot train, will not train, won't train, is my sister. And I did not understand this concept until I started training her. My coach told me, never train friends or family. <laughs> because they will not listen to you. Because they, they have to want it, but they won't listen to you. Because they, working for my sister, didn't think I knew my shit. Right? Until... It's not that they don't think they know you, they're just a little self-conscious that you know more about some shit. Absolutely. And her, for example, she, 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 she stresses me when I'm like, what are your goals, Mariana? She goes, well, I want to have muscle, but like, I don't want you to be able to see it. And then, I also want to be skinny, but like not to that, not to like a very skinny point. I'm like, oh my fucking. I'm like, alright, so you want to lower your f- body fat percentage? Yes. I'm like, alright, sounds good. But I also want to build muscle. And I'm like, alright. Sounds good. So I get her to lean bulk, right? She will not listen to me when it comes to diet. She, it's an issue. So I'm just like, you know what? Just go. I, I, I gave her up to my trainer. Yeah. And I was like, you deal with her. I, I, I went back last week to um, Denver and I talked to him. He goes, oh my God. I'm like, I know. I know. I live with that woman. I'm aware. <laughs> like, I'm aware how she is. So that's funny. Good luck with him. I feel that way too. Like, I feel like I genuinely, I've gotten to a point where I can train myself very well. I know everything about Mm -hmm. myself, diet and working out. I know exactly. You gotta know your limits, because, um, but at the same time, push them. Yeah, but you have, the way you learn them is with yourself. You don't, it's not by someone else telling you what to do, you know? And like, you have to want. For sure. First time I went to my, um, the first ever workout with my coach, I threw up. I couldn't, I didn't finish it. Yeah. I didn't finish it. We did the little bike with the resistance, and then sled push. I did one sled push, and I was like, what? Jesus. And I was like, all right, let's keep going. And he goes, no, go home. I came back the next day, and here we are, one year later. It's all about volume. That's what people say. Volume. If you could do five pull-ups, do one each day for five days, yeah. and then next time, next week, do two, you know? That guy you said that uh, that has that did push-ups for the whole day, oh, my fucking no, yeah. I can't even do a Murph. You know what a Murph is? Yeah, I know what a Murph is. I can't do that. I've never been able to finish. I bang out Murphs like it's my job. I can't. I can't. Pull-ups, I can do maybe 20 in a row. Cannot do the 100s. 100 is far too I mean, you start cheating at the end, of course. But oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the bands involved. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Nah, in football weight room, we'd have uh, on uh, like Fridays and stuff like that, we'd have Murphs for competitions, and that shit would get me hype. When you when you have people around you pushing you too, you can oh, you can get to a next level. Absolutely, like you can do so much alone, but you can do even you could go so much farther with a group of people who are on that same wavelength. You know, oh, absolutely. Like boxing is a lonely sport. Obviously, we don't have oh, we only have our coach, mm-hmm. and he would push me obviously, but thankfully, in my weight class, I don't really. Well, back then, I don't. I didn't really need to worry about uh, Murphs, or yeah, because it's more about speed and technique. But of course, I also want strength uh-huh. to have the upper hand. But, and I did. I did for a while. <laughs> and now coronavirus fucked me up. GGs. Yeah, so I'm just working on trying to stay, stay in it. Yeah, I feel. Well, we got to get on that. Yeah, tomorrow. I need. A, I need someone to critique my technique tomorrow. Tomorrow at 4.30. I'm 
Oh, man. All right, the last thing I want to talk about, because you brought it up, because huh. you said dreams. He'll, I'll understand I have, this guy. What, what's what's with you and dreams? I don't know. For some reason, I... Do you know Deja Vu? Of course you do. I have Deja Vu to the point where I know what's going to happen next. It's weird for me. I don't know. Because, like, I'll have a dream, right? And then, boom. When it happens, I'm like... And then, here's the worst part. Do you remember I, your dreams? Not always. Sometimes. Do you write, Most of them. Do you write them down? No. Do like a dream journal? Start, do you want to start remembering them? I don't know, because I don't remember them. I don't know if they're... I'm pretty sure I do, but I don't know. You could train yourself to... For me, I... I know you told me about this. I, like, I used to smoke my life away and not yeah. even have dreams. You know what I'm saying? And Oh, now, really? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. thanks to my narcolepsy, I go into REM sleep as soon as I hit the, the thing. So, That's sick. dreams... Everywhere. I, I mean, yeah. I used to not get into REM sleep at all because when you're, I mean, when you smoke, like you, you can't get into a REM sleep. When you drink, you can't get into REM sleep because yeah. your mind's just active. But um, I went from not even having dreams to now I can remember up to five or six dreams a night, and it's just wow. from the process of writing them down. I remember certain things of them, but like with Dejavu's right. Say, I dreamt about us being here. Uh huh. And I'll I'll, just, I'll be like this, and I don't know. You know how like you never start a dream; you're just right in the middle of it. Uh huh. I don't know her. I'll, I'll I can be like this, and I don't know. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in and like everything that's happening is in the dream, but I don't know it. How do I explain? It's just hard to explain, you know. And um, nah, I totally... as it as it keeps progressing, I'm like, oh my god, I knew that was gonna happen, but you couldn't like I, I couldn't tell you what those years. Like, oh my god, I'm telling. I've I've had deja vu where. I'm in the moment, and then I have deja vu about recognizing that I have deja vu. Like, it's just weird. It's crazy. Like, you're in the moment, you're like, I had this before, and then I remember thinking that it's crazy that I've had this before. And, like, it's a thing. And it's, it's, a, just it's like a real thing. Inception, and you're all bugging it out. Is. And it's a real thing. I don't <laughs> understand it. How, like, how can we know what's going to happen before that? It's like, crazy. That, We're some telepathic beings. I don't. We are. We really are. I don't know. I mean, what do you think is more impressive, like, this piece of technology in front of me, right here, a computer, or a human body? Oh, human body. You're talking about a trainer body. I know. Exactly. Body so is you, incredible. Why would, why would we think this thing could do things we, like, I mean, obviously there's things we can't do, like record videos. Yes, and we have limitations. And stuff like that, but I'm saying in the concept of, like, sending things wirelessly. You know, we, we can record, like, we, if you just remember it, right? Yeah, that's It's true. like recording. But... Yeah, I mean a big thing. I mean, you know, Nicholas Tesla. He yeah. he says we need to look at the world through energies and frequencies. And he had a big. He really wanted to have wireless energy. Wasn't he like a with electricity? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he wanted to have wireless energy and send like volts through the the stratosphere or whatever. And like he was also there's explanation in e Egyptian hieroglyphics and what his studies were that like our brains can communicate through this atmosphere that protects right. earth you know like this magnetic field like we have some way of connecting with it you know i don't know i haven't so, no, done I, it i've read about it though you know I, I have heard of it actually well mostly from like the ancient egyptian aspect of it and i there's a lot of people that's what i'll say there's a lot of people that also think that and believe in that Me personally, 
the lights just turned off and I was like, oh my god. Oh, there we go. No, but, um, yeah, me personally, through studying all of this, that actually, yeah, as a, through certain studies that I made, I became more spiritual and, like, more connected to my fellow man. And I do believe in that stuff. The, the, the whole ancient Egyptian thing. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah, Egypt was wild. Yeah, and I do think that this whole journey from when I was 16 to now has really grounded me and made me love my fellow men a lot more. A lot more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm assuming in that time period you've finally found like love for yourself and then that's where that comes, you know? Like, you can't, you can't give it out until you uh, have it for yourself. That love for myself has been there for a very long time. Oh, was, is it still a work in progress? I mean, of course, oh, it's no, always it's a work in there. progress. It's been there. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, it's been hard. It's been there. Like, uh, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, narcolepsy when I was 13. What so. is that exactly? I mean, uh, blah, 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 blah. not narcolepsy. That was when I was 16. Um, narcissism. Highly functioning narcissist was the word my psychiatrist used when I was 13. Uh-huh. So the self-love has been there forever, but more, more the loving my fellow man. That's interesting. That's been the challenge for me. I've used to care for people more than I cared about myself, but then when I like actually cared about myself, how I thought about people completely changed. That's one of the things that led me to the seminary. That's interesting. Wanting to love people more than myself. It's just you got to understand that we, I mean, in my beliefs and what I've felt is that like we are all each other, you know, like we, like no one knows what consciousness is, this concept of being, you, the only thing we know about consciousness is that we're experiencing it. Yes. And to think that we all came from the same place and that's not somehow connected is a little wonky to me, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, I think it's us. Elephant and whales, the only three creatures in the world that have consciousness. Are you sure? I dolphins? So. I don't know. I, they might be. I don't know. I know that elephants have it. I think, yeah. It's self-awareness. Self-awareness, that's it. Yeah. That's it, yes. Because I, I don't know. There's different levels of consciousness. It, I could get real trippy with that shit, but it's... That's from another day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is crazy to think, like... That's for another know. podcast. I'm this hip. one's the little things. I'm hip. Um, <laughs> it's just, for me, I've never thought about, like, the golden rule. That's obviously something we're all born with. We understand it. We're taught it. But, like, when you actually start thinking of people as them being you, like, your whole perspective on life changes, and it will never go back. You know, mm -hmm. like, even when I feel down, even when I feel sad, even when I kind of go back to who I was, like, just that perspective of being like, oh, that person's life is my life just at a different point in time. You know, mm -hmm. like, that it just is a lot different because when you're like, I'm going to make that person's life better, you're making your own life better at the end of the day, you know? Absolutely. So, it's just, it, all like, all spirituality, all religion, people who truly practice it and truly have that self-respect for themselves, like, they're on the same principles. It's Absolutely. treat each other like you're them. It's treat yourself with importance. Yeah. And you know, yes. Manifestate prayers. Prayers, Ma are, prayers manifest are a way of manifestation. Pra prayers are manifestation. Is. And it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But what you were saying, the, um, 
golden rule and people are like, yeah, absolutely, I agree. And like the, you know, the biggest challenge for me was, and still is, most of the time, accepting my lower, like my low points, like when I was bullied for my accent. Yeah, I, I wasn't open about that for a very long time. It's hard. It, it is because you're like you want you just want to forget about it, but I think, but you shouldn't. You it's should like own it's that. like history in America. Exactly. You want to just forget about. You want to forget history. it, but at the same time you're like, no, you should own that and learn from it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm stronger than ever because of it. And like, yeah, my accent, a couple other things that I'll have to work on. But yeah, and I, I was like, I like to share, obviously, love it, love it, love it. But there's. A lot of things that I also like to keep private. There's some things you got to keep private. You got There's some things that are only meant for you, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's what makes it all special, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, what's, what's the song you picked? Mia by Bad Bunny. What's it, it about? Is my favorite song in the whole world. Mia? Well, it's about this guy who is telling this girl how it's gonna sound sexist but how she's his yeah the, the, like the main course is dile que tu eres mia tell him that oh well tell him or tell, tell them I think it's tell them that you're mine because and, and, and it, he goes in this whole thing like he will give her every breath he has she makes this world spin and how they've been in love for since since high school he says and how they would kiss under the stairs and it, it, i love it it's just it's great that's dope yeah. and, it, and the rhythm also helps a lot of course you know i like to dance so. it's, <laughs> it's crazy there's some songs where i really like the I never used to listen to music really. I just played in the background. Mm-hmm. But then when I started listening to music, those songs with my favorite beats had my favorite words. Oh, you know? Yes. And, and they just go hand in hand. Yeah, but, yeah. By Bad Bunny. For sure. Definitely. This song. is dope. I appreciate you want to be on. I would. I love it. I love it. That's dope. It's one of my favorite subjects. Me. <laughs> no, I love it. I love talking. You know me. Of course. I mean, I love talking about myself too. That's why I made the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> just play. Word. Peace out. Te doy todo lo mío hasta mi respirar Contigo veo todo como en espiral Quiero tirarnos fotos y que se hagan viral Tus ojos me concentran como aderal Contigo me sube de lo veral Te toco y hasta el mundo deja de ir Ahora nosotros ni la muerte nos va a separar Bebé yo soy tuyo nada más Dile que conmigo te vas Que dejen de tirarte Que a ti nadie va a tocar Dile que tú eres mía, mía Tú sabes que eres mía